Davis in the Casa. Oklahoma where the winds come Sweeping down the plane Twisters blow away your kingdom Noise from the Sooner State Feel it in your eardrum Way past the beginning And we are nowhere near done <laughs> My goodness I'm nice with it You can snap back Hold your hat This how I'm fitting Getting filled up Off your hate As if I need it While your tanks on eating Lighter people say I need it You didn't know When I hit the road, dog cities hear me spitting flows. Hey. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical hey. spiritual, lyrical miracle. Your imbecile going harder than a tombstone. Wow. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Uh. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Hey. Rocking like a boost of a track, but what do you Come know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. Welcome all, this is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario, and yes, I actually have two other co-hosts with me. I got David and Josh. How are you guys doing tonight? We're back. Uh, we're back. We're back. All three of us are back together. The three amigos. <laughs> amigos some days, but... Um... <laughs> Do you, you know who else is back? Woohoo. City at the top of the league. Oh, here we How go. about that? Arsenal's got a game in hand. <laughs> Arsenal's oh, got a game in hand. No. Just let me well, enjoy my moment. Well, that was a good talk about European soccer. How about we get some, some local soccer? Let's hey, talk about hey. Champions League soccer. Liverpool won a game? Go Liverpool. What about Chelsea? What happened to Chelsea today? They played Dortmund. Mariano? I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was working all day. That never happened. <laughs> I think they lost one to nothing. All right. So, and so somebody's got his big boy pants on after yeah, sitting does. by the game, huh? Yes, he does. <laughs> I don't know what jersey he's wearing. Uh, either the Arsenal one. I'm or wearing a Holland jersey. He's got, the, he's got the Arsenal kit. He, he, he merged them both. He's got. He, oh, yeah. Our city. All right. Anyways. Anyways. So, got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Besides a uh, good old Chelsea not winning. How, how did they spend usually, that much money? That, that usually happens. $600 million and how does that want to gain in 2023? Guys, it's just a rebuilding year. I feel like a Dallas Cowboys fan, but it's it's just not our year this year. If I had $600 million to rebuild. You did. <laughs> you <got> Ronaldo. <laughs> Hey, he scored Who? four goals in Saudi Arabia. I don't even know who that guy is. Look at there, man. He's he's tearing it up. I bet he is. Not for Romania, no. though. <laughs> That's why well, Messi's he, better. Oh. Messi is the goat. He is indeed. All right. Well, you guys know it's getting real close to the start of the 2023 season. Are you guys getting excited? Oh, yeah. I definitely am. As soon as I saw the MLS kits online on Twitter today, I was like, season's right around the corner. 12 days away for the MLS. I wasn't a fan of the, the Austin FC kit. I'm sorry. Sorry, my fellow Austin FC fans. It's just, just way too busy. Way too busy. Uh, you look like a – just way too busy. Too many lines. Just go go simple. Go simple. Um, My team, the Revolution – they, it looks like either a River Plate jersey or uh, the Peru's, the national team from Peru's um, white and red kit. 
Yeah, but did you guys see the Seattle Sounders red and black and yellow kit? I saw that and I was like, man, is that Portland Thorns or is that <laughs> what what team is that? Yeah, I'm not a big fan when teams don't go outside their traditional color palette. You know what I mean? Yeah. No offense to your city, Josh, but when they wear the red and black jerseys, it's like that's that's not your colors. You know, did you ever watch like the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. When Sheldon dressed up as for Halloween as a Doppler effect, mm-hmm. that's that's what it reminded me as. Just <laughs> all the lines and I don't know, it almost kind of looked like a footlocker jersey to me a little bit too. But not a big, not a big fan of lines. Sorry. Yeah. One thing though, it's not the same kits as everybody else's. You know, well, there for yeah. a little bit, they were all having the same kind of concept jerseys. Yeah. All complain and bitched, and now it's somewhat different. But some teams need to probably let their fans pick out their jerseys. <laughs> right. Well, you you know that that uh, Sounders jersey. You know what that reminds me of for some What's reason, that? Mark. I don't know if it's because it's the design in the middle of it, but it kind of reminds me of a, the Mexican uh, national team. Yeah, it does. But instead of it being, it being the green color that they are, they're red. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of teams going outside their color palette. I don't know. That and lines, I guess, too. Pet peeves. But I can't wait till our, our kit comes out. I know. Hint, hint, FC Tulsa. <laughs> cough, 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 cough. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Can't wait for to see and hear about the outcome of the San Antonio match, but we'll talk more about them later on. Yeah, yeah. So, Josh, let's let's go into the lovely Eastern Conference of the USL. Break it down. Um, go by alphabetical order. How's that sound, fellas? Awesome. Sounds good with me. I'm ready. Okay, first team up is Birmingham Legion. Um, they made the playoffs last year and lost in the first round to Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Um, head coach is Tom Sohn, and they bring back a they bring back quite a few uh, players from last year. Um, let's see, good good list of it is uh, main players like uh, center back Fanuel Cavita, Prosper Kassam, who's a midfielder, Matt Van Oakle, goalkeeper, midfielder Enzo Martinez. Um, Midfielder Anderson Asadu and Ford Juan Aguadelo. Then they actually had a couple of what I think were pretty significant losses. Um, midfielder Zach Haribo went to Tampa Bay. Um, Bruno Lapa moved over to Memphis, which I, to me, that's a cardinal sin going to your mortal enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marlon Santos went over to Israel to the top flight. Israel, so congratulations, Marlon. Um, hope you have a great season over there. And uh, Johnny Dean moved up. Uh, he moved over to uh, MLS squad. So they had some pretty big holes to fill, and they did it mostly on the offensive side where two, I'm going to say, huge signings um, for Tyler Pasher and for Neko Brett. Uh, Josh, do you think they're going to be a more of an attacking squad this year? I don't know about Josh, but man, I tell you what, yeah. might be our bias a little bit, but um, losing Marlon, uh, he was like a center, like he wasn't the leading scorer for the team, but he was involved a lot with that, that offense. But right, Nico Brett and also um, Kyler Pasher, I think that's his first name. Um, yep. That 
those two, they they can score goals. Yeah. Um, Tyler was playing for Houston Dynamo for most of the year last year. And I, I know he hit waivers. They released him, he hit waivers and didn't get claimed. But he he's a proven goal scorer in the USL. And I so Neko, Brett, I don't know if he got injured midseason, but he, he had a he he started really good last year for New Mexico United and you know kind of dropped off a little bit towards the end. But uh I think they have one of the most potent offensive attacking crew in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I you agree. got in Enzo and Juan Aguadelo. I think they they could each one of those guys could put ten goals easy here this year. And they still have um that player Bunbury, is that correct? Yeah, Mate- Mateo Bunbury. Yeah, yeah, he, he's still on the squad. Um, they still got Alex Cronali and Mikey Lopez. Um, I just think they're a little light on defense, losing Johnny Dean and Ryan James. But they've they've kind of went the route that we have. Um, they've been signing some college players. Um, uh, they're hoping that they can add depth and rotation for their squad. But, um, so Birmingham, do you think they're going to make playoffs this year? Uh, one thing I learned about last season: don't go against Percy <laughs> in the the rankings. Yeah. He has him third on the playoffs, and he has him for a hundred percent. Him, them making the playoffs, so I got to go with them. So I do agree that they're going to make the playoffs. I, I still think they'll add a couple players, especially on the defensive side. So I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. they'll make um, playoffs. Their head coach is Tom Stone, who's a he's on. He's been the only coach they've ever had, yeah. and you got to love that uh, stability. Yeah, Josh, you, you back? No. Okay. Well, let's let's move on to the Charleston Battery. Which, wow, what a, what a difference a year makes for Charleston Battery. Um, I think uh, we'll get into it in just a second, but uh, they they get their key returners this year are um, midfielder Robbie Crawford, uh, forward Augustine Williams, forward Aiden Apodeca, um, fullback AJ Peterson, and center back Leland Archer. And I think the guy, a guy to look out for. Um, he got a few games towards the end of the year, and he was electric with Fidel Barajas. Mm-hmm. He's a midfielder. I think he's like 17 years old. I think people are going to be he, – he, I think he's going to take the USL by storm this year. Oh, yes. but, uh, they they turned, They had a huge turnover last year from uh, Connor Casey's squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost uh, goalkeeper Joe Kuzminski. He went to Colorado Springs. Forward Matt, or fullback Matt Sheldon went to Hartford. Um, Patrick Hogan was a center back. He went to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Mauro Sichero, he's a mid- attacking midfielder. He went to Ford Madison. Uh, Oscar Mario Piggott, um, Nick Daly. Um, just they lost probably about 15, 16 players. They brought in some solid players to replace that 15, 16 people that left. But I think their biggest pickup throughout this whole process has, is their head coach. Mm-hmm. Ben Pierman comes over from Memphis, 901, to take over the reins at Charleston Battery. Um, how big is that? That's a big move. I mean, a two-time playoff coach, back-to-back playoff, you know, just leaves. He wasn't fired. Any. He just, see ya. I'm going to, I'm going to Charleston. That was the biggest surprise for me for the season. All season, I mean. 
and he 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 didn't go quietly out of Memphis. He took a bunch of Memphis players with him. Uh, midfielder Chris Allen, um, Derek Dodson. Uh, John Morsey's got him listed as a forward, but I think he's more of a fullback. Um, Trey Muse, the goalkeeper, who I so Trey Muse to me is a really outstanding goalkeeper, but he's just he's bounced around so much. Like he came up through the Seattle organization, and they just loaned him out to USL team after USL team, and like he was actually signed with Loudon last year, and he was loaned out to Memphis. Yeah. So, so um, Handwalla Bawana. Handwalla, that's a, that's tough to say. Handwalla Bawana, he was he was with Nashville SC last year, and he's loaned out to Memphis, and he makes his way to Charleston now. But out of all those names, you know, and AJ Cochran comes over from Indy. Out of all those names, look out for Tristan Traeger, another young Ford, attacking player, played for Atlanta United too. Um, if he can crack the ranks with a uh, Aiden Apodaca and Augie Williams, I'm making twelve to. 13 goals for that guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially in Ben Pierman's system. We all saw what Ben Pierman did in Memphis. Oh, yes. Uh, what was his name? What was that kid's name that scored all the goals last year for him? Uh, uh, Philip Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll he'll fill in that role with Philip Goodwin. But with all this, um, did Josh Backer, is he still? He's there. Um, okay. Okay. Josh, do you think Charleston will be making playoffs this year? You know, some people will think they're going to just barely sneak in, but I think they could make a run for top six, maybe even top five. The Ben Pyramid, I guess you could say money does talk for a big coach like that to just randomly up and leave one day. Unless there's something beyond this, behind this. Is, but I think they're a top, easily top six team. Well, and if you guys don't know, um, the USL Championships playoff uh, brackets expanded from seven teams in each conference to eight teams in each conference now. So there's an extra uh, playoff spot this year. Uh, Mariano, you think Charleston will make it? All right. I got to agree with Josh. He, he's right. I think they might make top top six for sure. Um, John Morsey, he is, uh, he's got him at 48% in the eighth spot right now, so. I think they'll make it. I I think it'll be not top four. I think they'll squeak in. Um, it, it's going to be a good good chance to see how uh Beer, the actual Ben Pierman's coach how how good he really is. Um, but uh yeah, he's ready to move on to Detroit City FC. Well, and yeah, I, I can I you know I can just imagine right now Detroit City fans like don't get get our name out of your mouse. <laughs> <laughs> we're the only ones that we can talk about Detroit City. <laughs> right, right. I love that about their fans. Uh, but uh, Detroit City FC last year finished the year at uh, in the seventh spot. They had 14, uh, 8, and 12. 14 wins, 8 losses, 12 uh, draws, and they lost to uh, Memphis 9-1 in the first round of the playoffs last year. So, I mean, first year season for Detroit City, and they make the playoffs, so kudos to them. Um, they re- they retain a lot of their Nisa core that they brought in last year. Uh, Stephen Carroll, uh, Maxi Rodriguez, Connor Roots, uh, Matt Lewis, uh, Devin Amu Mensa, which I know a guy that you really liked last year, Mariano. Yeah, him and Maxi were really good players. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bryant returns in the midfielder. Nate Steinwasher, what a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a run he had last year 
where he had, he, he had only allowed like I must say he didn't he was like one or two goals in like five or six games and then we played him and scored <laughs> like half the goals were from us or something. I don't <laughs> so but uh they, they lost some big time players. Uh Brad Dunwell, Francis Tuahene, Carl Wiemet. Uh I know a guy that you think's a big loss from but Pato Patelafaz. Oh yes. Uh, they lost Declan Wynn and I think uh when when he first left Detroit, I know I said in our group chat, I was like, that's what we need to bring in is poach a, a difference maker from another team. But Antoine Hopino went from Detroit City to an in-conference rival in Hartford Athletic. I just – I don't know how um, they can replace a guy with that much talent, that much leadership, and, and he produces on the field too. Mm-hmm. But uh, – they, they brought in a new player today. His name's Ben Morris. I think um, Trevor James has connections with him. I want to say he's got a uh, – he played over at Ipswich Town, which I think that's where he got his uh, connection with Trevor James, the head coach. But, uh, yeah, he's had some, he's had some uh, ACL injuries. So, I don't just – I don't know how d- dynamic he is anymore. I don't know a whole lot about Ben Morris, but I think for them right now it's a good pickup because they really haven't re- – Reloaded yet? Keyword is yet. Yeah. Any of you Detroit City fans, if you're out there, I'm saying yet. You guys haven't reloaded yet. But uh, they brought in midfielder Ford uh, Skate Simonson, a guy that I was pretty high on. Uh, He uh, played for Loudon last year. He's a Finnish player. He's about six three, and he's pretty attack minded. So that's a good pickup. They picked up Richard Ballard from Miami FC. Jalen Robinson comes over from the DC United Loudon United. combo but i from right now for right now what i see i don't see them i don't see the players that have replaced uh pato patello pause and uh, open up josh do you see it i i don't i don't i don't see i don't see them sneaking into the playoffs this year if that's what you're trying to ask no i'm just i'm just I'm, right now i'm asking is uh do you see that they have replaced the firepower that they've lost oh no not really. I've only paid attention to the players that they've gone coming out, not who they've signed, to be honest. But like you said, they've lost two, two or three key players that they just haven't seemed to really replace. Mariano, uh, John Morsey's got him in the seventh spot, 51% chance of making playoffs. But that's without uh, their new signing today. Um, do you like that spot for them? Do you, or do you think they'll be fighting? that last spot i think so i think they're gonna be like fc tulsa last year they're gonna be trying to fight for that spot but it's just a little too late well you guys ready to move on to the next squad yes go ahead okay so we're gonna we're gonna pretend fc tulsa is uh starts with an f because that's how john morsey's got in his thing so next squad is fc tulsa a team that we're pretty familiar with um Last year, we finished in the eighth spot with 12 wins, uh, six draws, 16 losses. We were just outside playoffs. Um, it was a re- it was a weird year for us. You know, we fired Coach NCN. Uh, Donovan Ricketts took over, and he, I, thought, I think he did a real respectable job as interim coach. Then we name a new team president midseason. Uh, we bring in a, a lot of youth players. And then towards the end of the season, we name a full-time coach in Blair Gavin. 
Uh, Blair Gavin has uh, ties with Sam back in the Phoenix days. He also was assistant with the Columbus crew last year. Yeah. Um, first question for you guys, uh, the Blair Gavin signing, you guys, you guys, you guys with it? Oh, yes. He's having it. Oh, yeah. He has experience with um, the Columbus crew as an assistant coach. And I, uh, I think he's going to be doing good. He knows the system. He knows how USL is as an ex-player as well. Um, I I see nothing but, you know, new ideas, new new ways of attacking and making it look like some pretty good soccer here in Tulsa. Well, our key returners are Captain Bradley Bourgeois, um, Marcus Epps, Dario, King Dario, uh, Lucas Sawinski, um, Eric Bird, Adrian Dispay, Austin Wormel, Rodrigo DeCostas, Jorge Corrales should be back from the injury, Christopher Pearson, Angel Bernal, and Dallas Hull. Uh, we lost quite a few players, um, but, you know, we brought about, back about half the team. Um, Ronald Rodriguez, he, he's left our squad. And Machuca, Johnny Fenwick, he moved on to Sacramento Republic. Congrats, Johnny. Uh, Peter Chuik, Brian Brown. Kimbo Kabata left and went to Hartford. Lebo Muloto, um, we bought out his contract. Noah Powder he, and Sean C.N. McFarland, they, they all – his loan was up. So, guys, out of that list of people we lost, who do you think was our big biggest lo- loss? Ooh, Mariana, you want to go first? Or you want to- I'll, I'll let you go first. Biggest loss right there has got to be Kimbo. He – even when he didn't start, him coming off the bench – he brought that extra oomph that we always need. He, he was that spark. I, I loved everything about Kimbo. I was really hoping we'd bring him back. And uh, I can get into a little bit more about him when we talk about the ORU game. But Kimbo Cabado is our biggest loss this offseason. Uh, I, got, I got a second what Josh said. Kimbo was that fire, that spark plug that we needed in the second half as a sub. Um, his speed, his awareness, his tackling. Um, he was a good CDM for us. Um, uh, he's going to be missed. I'm also going to miss um, um, kind of not for more his playing, but his leadership. Uh, I'm going to be missing Lebo a little bit because he can be showing the newer newer players uh, some more skills, some more moves, some more you know technical stuff on the field and some off. I think Noah Powder's going to be a big loss. I know he was only here for a few, like, fourth of the season, half of the season. But I, li- I like Noah. Um, I wish we could have brought him back. But uh, speaking of new returners, um, Colin Fernandez is back. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember, Colin was with us back in 2017 when we made our first playoff run. And we'll, we'll talk about more when we talk about the ORU game later in the Tulsa report. Uh, Brett Levis comes over from uh, Canada Premier League. Blaine Ferry comes up from uh, North Texas SC. Justin Malo comes up, our first ever purchase of a player ever in SC Tulsa history, comes over from the Columbus crew. Moses Dyer also comes down from uh, the Canadian Premier League. I don't know if you guys are seeing a, uh, a pattern here, but uh, and, uh, Colin Fernandez was with the SKC2 and the MLS Next Pro. Um, Milo Yosef comes from the college ranks. Watts Lazard comes from the college ranks. Sied Haji comes over from the Santa, Santa Jose Earthquake 2. 
MLS Next Pro, and a very, very brand new signing. His name is Rucci. Um, he is a Spanish uh, cornerback or centerback, excuse me. Um, come over from um, overseas. But do you guys see the the pattern here in FC Tulsa's offseason uh, attack? Yeah, a lot of youth. <laughs> a lot of youth and not a lot of USL championship experience. Yeah, a lot of Canadian Premier League players. So, um, how do you guys feel about that? I, I know I was re- very critical because um, I think you in this league, you've got to have a little bit of grit and uh, I don't know how else better say it, a little dirtiness to you in this league because it is a pretty physical league. Um, and it's a grind. The USL champions is a grind. You're not always playing on the best surfaces. You're not always playing with best equipment. And I know we try to here in Tulsa provide the best we can, but I I, I was critical at the beginning of the offseason because I I thought we was in that progression where we was going to take that next step to become a contender. It feels like we're kind of hitting that reset button a little bit and in, in ingesting more youth and trying to you know, take take one step back so we take two steps forward. I think it's the best way I can explain it. For me, I kind of see, you know, they're bringing in youth. We have that kind of core from last yep. year that had experience and knows what it takes. And also, you know, um, I was going to need some reserves to cover for some of them. Um, <clears throat> I think with this youth, with the mostly college players and some Canadian Premier League players, you know, it's going to – going to bring up the tempo a little bit more you know it's going to make them you know work a little bit harder you know these spots are not given they're they're earned and I think these guys are going to work really hard to earn each and every spot you know in the beginning years of Tulsa Roughnecks I I felt like players were just given spots and they they never earned it you know they had experience but you can't really give a person player um, you know positions if they haven't earned it really. So I'm kind of, you know, excited to see, you know, these new players earning their spots. And I think that will resolve in some victories for this year. So I'm not trying to dog on the new players that we got because they are, for the most part, I, I like like the signings. I mean, I think Moses Dyer could be a 10-plus goal scorer for us. Uh, Colin, he reminded me how much I liked him back in 2017. Brett Levis, um, if you watched his – Canadian Premier League uh, highlights. He has uh, got some great footwork. He, you know, I think Justin Malou, I think, is going to be a very, very good uh, right back for us. But the last two signings we had, uh, Siad Haji and Ruchi, that raised the bar a little bit for me. I, you know, I remember Siad when he was playing for Reno 1868. Um, the kid can play. Yeah. Um, Ruchi. You know, just watching a little bit of his his uh, clips, his uh, highlight reel, mm-hmm. you, you look good. Um, Josh, how do you feel about our signings? I think the most – the one that I'm really excited for is Moses Dyer. From what I saw from the ORU game, I think uh, the Marcus Epps and Moses Dyer connection 
mm-hmm. be kind of like a KDB and Holland type connection. Oh my! So, All right, we're moving uh, on. We're moving on. That's a good thing, is it not? They score that they score and they score goals. You had you you had me at KDB, but when you brought up Holland, I was like, oh, uh, who cares? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move it on. Let's move it on. Next team up is the Hartford Athletic. Um, they brought in a new coach towards the end of the year, and Todd Ramos. Um, if you don't know who Todd Ramos is, he yeah, longtime uh, veteran player, played for the U.S. Uh, men's national team, was a head coach at the Houston Dynamo, and now he comes over to the Hartford Athletic. Um, this is another team that was kind of you know, torn apart and brought back together. They uh, key key returners are Prince Sadie, who's a you know if you ever watched him play, he's very quick on that outside wing. Like him a lot. Danny Barrera is a little tank in the midfield. Um, he's one of those players that I don't know if he leaves, you it's really really hard to replace. Um, Andre Lewis, he came over to Colorado Springs last year and he was outstanding for them, and. Asha Pollen played great as a fullback last year. They lost quite a few players, um, and they brought quite a few players in. Um, Eunice Badati, um, they lost him. I think he went over to Indy 11. Yannick Odell also went to Indy 11, I believe, goalkeeper. Uh, they lost Juan Carlos Obregon, which was a big loss. A guy that, you know, I was hoping he would re-sign with us last year, um, Ariel Martinez, he goes down to Tampa Bay. Uh, lost center midfielder Luca Purpa. Um, Joel Johnson, um, he was midfielder slash fullback. He signed with uh, Char- Charlotte Independence of League One. He was that's a big loss. Former FC Tulsa player Mo Jadama is not returning. Rashawn Dolly, who is a forward, who he was one of the five forwards I was hoping we'd pick up on. Um, very tall, very quick, very physical forward presence. And uh, Peter Lee Vassell. Midfielder they lost, but Josh they brought in a laundry list of quality players. Harper did top of oh, the yeah. list. Ant- Antoine Hopenote from uh, Detroit City. Um, then they brought in uh, Kyle Edwards. He played down in RGV for a while. Very very good forward, um, quality goal scorer. Center midfielder from our Tol- FC Tulsa, Kimbo Kabata. Um, then the Memphis. Departure continued with Niall Lowe. He left Memphis. Tristan Hodge comes over, cornerback from Colorado Springs, as well as Elvis Amo, a top-notch goal scorer. Um, Cabal Red, um, if that name sounds familiar, he played for Sporting KC2, Swapoke Rangers. Um, Beverly Makanhila comes over from Colorado Springs as well. And then your very favorite, Josh, Matt Sheldon, comes over from Charleston Battery. Um, yeah, this is a team I, you know, minus a couple positions, they've completely rebuilt for uh, Todd Ramos' system, Josh. Playoffs, do you if think there, it is possible? If there, were, if there was a team that I had to give an A-plus to for the offseason so far, it'd probably be Hartford. As much as I hate Hartford, their signings have honestly impressed me. And to top it off, they signed him out. Matched up Sheldon. That's that they're they're going to be a really dangerous team. I could honestly, if they get going, I could see them being top five, maybe even top three. Josh, what did you say to the Hartford Green Monster? 
when what, Sheldon what about signed. Oh, uh, when Sheldon signed. <laughs> no, no comment. No comment. Mariano, no comment. Harford, how do you feel about them? Oh, wow, Josh. You gave them high praise there. I don't know if it would be A-plus for me, but it's it's a good team. They did a lot of signings really early, but I don't know if all of it's going to blend together. So the proof is kind of on the pudding instead for me. But um, yeah. I, I want to say they'll, they'll make the playoffs, but they might be fifth or fourth, but we'll see. So – all right, so let's let's move on to Mark Lowry, the curse of the Mark Lowry, Indy 11. Indy last year finished in the ninth position, um, 12 wins, five draws, and 17 losses um, out of the playoffs. But this year they're looking at getting back into playoffs. Um, they returned Solomon Asante, former league MVP, Probably Dan Brock comes back. Jonas Felsberg, who is on at RGV on a loan, comes back. Center back Michak Jerome. Midfielder Brian Rebellion. Um, Juan Tejada. And you know, Jesus Vasquez, who I believe is at RGV on a loan last year, two returns. They lost a lot of players as well. So they are in the midst of a rebuild. Uh, Ford Manuel Ortega left. Eozzi, fullback, he retired. Sean Lewis, former FC Tulsa goalkeeper, he uh, signed with Knoxville of League One. Uh, Carl Wiemet, who was on loan at Detroit F City, has left and went to, I think, Atletico Ottawa in the Canadian Premier League. Uh, big guy who I know you were a fan of, Mariano Neville Hackshaw, didn't resign. Um, Jared Timmer left. He was a cornerback or center back. And uh, AJ Cochran, another center back, went over to um, Charleston. They brought in quite a few good players as well. Uh, Cam Lindley, midfielder from Colorado Springs. Yannick Odell from Loudoun United. I'm sorry, Hartford Athletic. Comes over from Hartford Athletic. Then I'm going to three here, I think is probably, if not the biggest trio names to move on to a team uh, in the Eastern Conference. Um, and then I don't know who it is, but uh, forward Sebastian Guanzotti comes over to Tampa Bay Rowdies. Midfielder Jack Blake signs from San Diego Loyal. And Aiden Quinn was traded from Phoenix Rising over to Indy. Guys, those last three names, how quality is that to get in an offseason? That's that's the best it gets in the USL, really. Those are pretty big names. Yeah, uh, all league performers, all three of them. Mariano? Oh, I've, I'm in agreement with you guys, man. Those guys by themselves, I mean – you would expect a Tampa Bay kind of roster like that, but these guys are, they're ready, they're ready, you know, they're ready to prove it. I mean, to get like one all league performer to come over in off season to add to a two time former MVP, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't forget they they still got Solomon Sante. He still got some magic lift, but to add three former, uh, all league players, proven winners, proven yes. winners, but all three of those are. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Good good job for Indy Eleven. But the next team, I think the biggest news about this next team is they are no longer a MLS two squad. We're talking about Loudon United. Um, if you haven't heard, Loudon United has found a, a new ownership group to come in and make them a fully independent team. So 
Congratulations, Loudon United. Um, you know, after last year, they they need to wipe the slate clean and rebuild. They finished eight, twenty-two and four last year. Eight wins, twenty-two losses, four draws. They finished in the eleventh spot in the Eastern Conference. Um, right now, all they got coming back is goalkeeper Dane Jockerman and midfielder Landry Hasso. Um, they've lost Skage Simonson, Kamarni Smith went to San Antonio, Tyler Freeman is now at the Huntsville, Alabama MLS Next Pro Squad, Carson Von Steeg went to Memphis 901, and then a whole host of other players just went back to DC United. So, man, in their new signings, there's not a whole lot of names that stand stand out. Uh, Zach Ryan is a former Red Bulls 2 player, has USL experience. Um, Hugo Ferro played for, um, I believe, Charleston last year as goalkeeper, backup to Joe Kosminski. Uh, Bryce Washington, who was, he played for Atlanta United too last year, he was pretty quality corner or center back. Loudon United guys, do you think this will be the year that they kind of just tried to get their wits about them? How do operate as an independent squad and maybe make some try to make some pickups later on in the season? No, with with Loudon, I think they're going to be that team that will, that that little team that's in the bottom of the conference that'll randomly upset some kind of big team and then just disappear for the rest of the season. I think that's. But for their first year being independent, I think they'll do perfectly fine. I don't think the expectations are too high for them. Ariana, I I agree. I think it's just a little. A little too early for us to predict on that. And the first match is going to be against FC Tulsa. So <laughs> we better not be that team that's overlooking them. No, we're going to, we're not going to overlook them, but they, I don't think this year is going to be their year. I think next year they're going to have a little bit more, you know, understanding of how the league and how the system works and maybe a team to look out for next year. But this year, I don't see them competing that much. Well, that brings us, we go from probably the, the little brother of the league right now to the monster of the league, Louisville city FC. I'm not going to list all the returners because it's pretty much their whole team. I think they brought back 25 of 28 players. Um, they, they, they just have that continuity who that they, they can bring back those players. They, they have that system where team people buy in and they're there for the long haul. And they got, they, they did, they did it right in the beginning where they, you know, they got quality players who, you know, stuck around five, six years now. And, you know, they win. Uh, the main losses is Corbin Bone, who retired, and Napo Matasso, a midfielder who, you know, was pretty, pretty good. But they brought in a guy who I was hoping that, you know, maybe our assistant coach, Richie Ryan, might try to bring up to Tulsa and Dylan Maris from El Paso. Um Guys, is Louisville that juggernaut again? Always. Yeah. Always. It's Louisville. What else can you say about them? Well, that's, that's a train. That's a that's a fighting train right there, man. They will never – I don't see them going down anytime soon, especially with their core players. Um, I see them, you know, going up maybe first or second, uh, battling Tampa. The next, next squad is Memphis 901, who – you know, last year they had a great year. They finished second in the Eastern Conference. They had 21 wins, eight losses, five draws. Um, made the playoffs, you know, beat Detroit City and fell to Tampa Ray in the um, semifinals. 
they they've had a little bit of a turbulent offseason. Um, they they have brought back quite a few players, uh, midfielder Aaron Malloy, uh, Wonder Ford, Philip Goodrum, uh, center back Graham Smith, full, fullback Reese Buckmaster, midfielder Laurent Kissadu, um, Todd's favorite player, Laurent <laughs> Kissadu, um, Jeremy Kelly. He just resigned, um, but they lost a lot of good good players as well. Patrick Segrist has left. I believe he went to Colorado Springs. Derek Dodson's left. Niall Logue's left. Chris Allen, um, Trey Muse, um, Zach Carroll went to Las Vegas. Uh, but they had they they brought, you know, they brought in Akeem Ward, who was with RGB last year. They brought in Jelani Peters from Pittsburgh, and then Bruno Lapa, guys. He he's made that unheard of move from rival to rival. How about that move from Bruno Lapa coming from Birmingham Legion to Memphis 901? It's almost, almost like a Kevin Durant type move. It's the <laughs> snake of Kevin, the USL. Kevin Durant didn't go to a rival, though. Uh, <laughs> I, well, he went to know. the Warriors. <laughs> I think at the time, the Thunder and Warriors were rivals. Mariano, what, what does that, that move speak to you about? Also, you forgot to mention the coach leaving, and yeah, it's I really liked him at Birmingham Legion. He did a lot for that team as well. But going from a rival, it's like a player going to Oklahoma City. I mean, if they had a team, but um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later as well. But um, yeah, it's I, I want to see the reaction when they play against each other from the fans. Speaking of Oklahoma City Energy, that's our next team on the list. Um, they, they've had one. They had one key uh, offseason loss, uh, Taft Stadium. Oh, Mario. Oh. Mario, I keep I keep on forgetting they, they don't have a team anymore. Yeah, it's ah. a, they're still on the stand on the on the team. Right. They oh. are. They're still on the web USL website. Yeah. But I mean that doesn't mean nothing. I mean the Cosmos are still in the NISA League, so I mean don't worry guys, they'll be back sooner or later. 2026. 2026. They're gonna play in that they're gonna play in that mall that uh the football team was gonna play in. Oh, oh, we're gonna play in, right? Right. Oh <laughs> man. Well, let's go to Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Um Pittsburgh uh Riverhounds, they had a they had a pretty good year, year last year under Bob Lilly, um, the legend. Um they finished 16-9-9. They were the five seed in the playoffs. They upset the Birmingham Legion in the first round and lost to Louisville City in the conference semifinals. They've had a pretty nonchalant offseason. They re-signed Robbie Mertz, bringing back Albert Dequaw. Um, Gennaro Forbes is coming back. Um, Arturo, Arturo Adonis is coming back as a center, center back. They lost Russell Cicerone, Alex Dixon, um, Dane Kelly, um, Jelani Peters. Uh, Michaela Williams, and and really they haven't signed that many players. They've they've only got a roster of twelve right now, I believe. Um, their biggest incoming players from Phoenix Rising and Joey Farrell, which I think is a monster signing for them. Uh, he'll cement that back line for them. And then they signed Patrick Hogan today, who was a Charleston player last year. Um, guys, Lily Ball, um, I think we all know is a pretty defensive oriented system. And Joey Farrell will fit right into that system. I think will help them out a lot. But 
Um, why do you take their offseason being pretty uh, nonchalant, not a lot of signings so far? Yeah, um, I I think it's still too early on them. We still have a couple good more weeks left before the season starts. I have a feeling they're going to pick up a couple players here and there. I don't have any sources or anybody telling me that, but I'm feeling they're, they're holding their cards a little bit closer to their chest. So uh, for right now, I, I got them outside of the playoff line, but a couple of moves here, a couple of good players, and I might, might go to fourth. Josh? I think Lily Ball is going to struggle this year. They're, they they barely made signings, as you said. And I, I think once they do finish all their signings, they're not going to have that much depth. depth and that's going to really hurt them. Well, two teams remain. Um, one is a well, – they're both pretty good solid teams. First one's a pretty good powerhouse in Tampa Bay Rowdies. Finished it last year in third spot, 20 wins, seven losses, seven draws. Um, they beat Miami FC in the first round. They beat Memphis 901 in the second round, and they lost to Louisville City in the conference finals. So, uh, Tampa Bay had a good year last year. Um, they bring back Connor Antley, uh, Jake Airman, Lewis Hilton, Aaron Guillen. Uh, MVP Leo Fernandez comes back. Jan Ekra, Sebastian Dalgard, and a new signing this year. He was on loan last year, uh, Phil Breno, a goalkeeper. Um, big losses, I think, is Jake LaCava. Big loss. I know he was on loan from the Red Bulls, too, last year. But I think he's a he was a great player. And if they could uh, – Got him back and been good. Uh, C.J. Cochran, uh, he hurt his uh, leg last year in the game, but he goes back, I guess, to Oklahoma City. <laughs> um, so Oklahoma City still has one player on the roster somehow. Uh, Robert Castellanos, he goes overseas. Kyle Gregg, I believe. I want to say he retired, Mario. Did he retire? What was the player again? I'm sorry. Kyle Gregg. I, I thought he got traded off somewhere. Lawrence White, he goes to the Huntsville, Alabama MLS Next Pro Team. Steven Dos Santos left. He goes to Union Omaha League One. Nikki Law goes to the um, Huntsville team in MLS Next Pro. Big loss was Sebastian Gonzati goes to Indy 11. They've had some very, very good signings, though. So they, 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 they reloaded very well in the offseason. Zachary Harrowview comes over from Birmingham Legion, midfielder. Charlie Dennis comes over from Oakland uh, Roots, another solid midfielder. Freddie Kleeman, who was on loan from um, Austin FC to Birmingham Legion last year. Um, he goes over to Tampa Bay on a full-time deal. Connor Sparrow signs as goalkeeper. Forrest Lasso, who went over to, I want to say Finland, to play last year. You know, multiple-time defensive player of the year, returns to Tampa Bay. Ariel Martinez. Oh, Ariel. He goes over from uh, Hartford to uh, Tampa Bay. Felix Schroeter is a German forward. He's a, supposed to be a pretty dominant forward. And Cal Jennings signs a forward from uh, San, uh, LAFC, uh, Las Vegas. But they also have another forward that signed. J.J. Williams comes over from Phoenix Rising. Mariano, they had three, four, five talented forwards. They have depth at Defensive line, depth at goalkeeper, depth at midfield. How is it going to be Louisville and Tampa Bay one two this year? I, like I said earlier, it's it's looking like it right now. That's why when um we talked about um I forgot the team name that Josh said that they got an A plus to 
I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Tampa is every year they always have good quality of players and stuff like that. And um, to correct myself, Kyle Gregg got released last year from Tampa. Yeah, I think he retired in the offseason. Yeah. So. But, Josh, uh, to, to go with what Marion said, they brought in three solid forwards. They brought in three solid midfielders, two solid uh, center backs. And this team, crazy talented. Oh, yeah, like, like what I said with Louisville, that's the juggernauts of the league. They're, they're always going to be up. Players are always going to be attracted to Tampa Bay. It's not really a hard sell, so that's why they they get these good players. So, but it, it's going to be one Louisville two Tampa Bay one. That's how it's going to be. You guys, ready to go to the last team in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. It is Miami FC. The I'm sorry, sorry guys. The Miami FC. Uh, last year they finished in the sixth spot. 15 wins, uh, nine losses, 10 draws. They lost to Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs. Um, head coach is uh, Anthony Pulis. Um, he was a coach of St. Louis FC, very talented coach. Um, Ford uh, Claudio Repetto, um, winger extraordinaire Joaquin Rivas. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, midfielder in Florida and Valais. Uh, midfielder Bolo Ekinyode, uh, fullback Mark Segbers, uh, centerbacks Aiden Stanley, Paco Craig, Callum Chapman Page, goalkeepers Jake McGuire, who played at the University of Tulsa. You guys didn't know that. The centerback uh, Benjamin Ofiim, I can't even say his name, um, Ofiimu, but they uh, they've lost they lost some talent, so it's just not all uh, roses over there in Miami. They lost a very, very good. Uh, center midfielder and Devin Williams, better known as Speedy Williams. He goes over to call. Sparrow goes to Bay Rowdies, goalkeeper. They lost Romeo Parks. Uh, Richard Ballard goes to Detroit City. They lost uh, Pierre De Silva, who's a talented midfielder. Lamar Walker as well. Um, their signings, uh, while good, is nothing that just like stands out to me. Uh, ben Mines, midfielder. Um, I think he was with uh, Orange County last year. Uh, Michael Salazar, a pretty talented forward. And uh, fullback Moises Hernandez comes over. Guys, I, I got I got Miami as one of those uh, borderline um, playoff squads. How do, how do you guys feel about Miami this year? I'm fully right there with you. Borderline 8th, 7th. And if they get lucky, 6th. I think they'll be bad going right there with us. For those last three spots, Mariana. Well, I'm gonna nothing personal, but I have a feeling this year is gonna be their down year. I'm feeling they're gonna be bottom of the table. They're in lava. Um, I just this league's gotten better, and I, I just haven't seen them get any better. This is a hot take right here. Yeah, there you go. Spicy. Okay. So right now. John Morrissey, USL Tactics, has four locks in the playoffs right now, as of today. Louisville City, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Birmingham Legion, and uh, Memphis 901. Um, I personally think Memphis is a little overrated. Uh, the Bruno Lapa signing is good, but they lost, I think, coupled with the Ben Pyramid exit, 
the amount of talent they lost. I mean, is the Philip Goodwin going to score 18 goals under uh, Stephen Glass? You know, Stephen Glass was let go at Atlanta United too. I, I just don't know if they're going to have the same production that they did under Ben Pierman. So I don't know if they're a lock. How do you guys feel about those four teams as locks? You're at the top three, right? And I'm right there with you. I don't think they're a top four team. Right. And, top and six I'm not, at best. In Birmingham, they worry me defensively. They got all the firepower in the world. I just don't know if they're top three defensively. Mariano, how do you feel about those fours of lock? Um, I don't know. The last two, Memphis and Birmingham, it's outside looking in. Birmingham, I can see maybe, maybe four for fifth. Um, but I don't know about Memphis. You know, new coach. Um, it's just, it's really hard for me to put on anything higher than eighth or even seventh, but we shall see. Um. So I've got two teams that I think uh, they're undervaluing a lot in these projected uh, playoff models that he's got. One is Indy. He's got them in the sixth spot. I think those three pickups they got with Jack Blake and Aiden Quinn and um, uh, the third player slipping my mind, um, uh, Sebastian Guanzotti. And, heck, even Cam Lindley was a solid midfielder for Colorado Springs last year. I think. They're better than the sixth seed, and they've got he's got Hartford in the eleven spot. Josh, you had them as an A plus offseason. That's 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 a terrible rating. I think <laughs> Hartford's a top six team. We also uh, got to remember. Yeah. We also got to remember that he made this on the fifth of February, so ten days ago things changed. All right, fellas. Well, that is the Eastern Conference previews. Um, do you guys got any? Uh, I don't really want to break down the Western Conference because we just spent a lot of time on an hour on the Eastern Conference. Um, you guys got any predictions who's going to come out of the West? Phoenix. Phoenix? Phoenix or Colorado. Colorado. That's a real attractive pick right now is Phoenix. For me, throwing the champs, man. I haven't seen nobody be throwing the champs yet. Um, it's, it's, uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, my problem with San Antonio, uh, while I agree they're going to be really stout this year, they lost uh, Sam Adineron. You know, he was on loan from uh, Seattle Sanders, but he signed with the the, the new St. Louis team, um, and he's going to be playing MLS. He was a beast in the playoffs last year. Um, I think losing him's going to hurt. Um, I think, and they lost uh, Santiago Patino. Uh, I know he was on some trials. I think it was San San Jose trying to make the MLS squad, but they they brought back Christian Pirano on. How cool is that? They sell Christian Pirano for a big number, and now they now they're able to re-sign him and bring him back to San Antonio. How cool is that? That is very cool. All right, fellas. Um, so none of you guys got a high as, high expectations for Las Vegas. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I forgot they even existed. Hey, yeah, they're they're back, baby, Las Vegas. All right, guys. No, um, no Danny Trejo though. No, Dan He's in Phoenix. He's, He's in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Mariano's new favorite team. <laughs> Western Conference favorite team. We're going to have the machete report every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All 
All right, guys. Um, we F- should FC have a segment on that. We should have a segment on that. Huh? And I have you know, the best. background saying, baby, come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, you guys want to talk a little FC Tulsa real quick? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so they came out with a list of promotional nights. Um, what's, I'm not going to go through all of them, but what, what, which uh, promotional night, one or two of them that you guys are really looking forward to? I'll go first. Uh, my favorite night, and you guys already know it, is Vamos Tulsa Night. Oh, I was going to say Ag Night. Oh, uh, no. I, that's, <laughs> that's Kevin's favorite night. <laughs> no, it's Indigenous People Night. Josh, which, which ones are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm, I'm excited for Christmas in July. And Greenwood night, Greenwood night. I, I'm so I got I, I'm excited about Greenwood night too. Um, Cry, ba- Cry Baby Hill night. I'm looking forward to. I, I love the fact that they're working in uh, Tulsa Tough. Um, Tulsa Tough is a you know, it's such a great legacy here in Tulsa, and I think working that in, I think that's really cool. Um, no yeah. love for Christmas in July though, man. No. You can dress up as Santa. You don't want to do that. No. no. Uh, October Mar- Fest will be cool too, but uh, yeah. So yeah, great, great uh, promotions. I, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see promotions back. We haven't had any in the last couple of years, and I know it's just a free T-shirt every now and then, but it's just it, it brings it'll, out more people. Yeah, I get a buzz going. I mean, it's just not like here fireworks after a game. You know that that's cool and all the first couple times, but then it's repetitive. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we we definitely know what you mean by that, especially after a loss. Yeah, but um, good thing about this year is they're going to be limiting their fireworks night. They will be doing it per game and stuff like that, but it's not going to be every single night. So if there's a loss, we're not celebrating a loss. We're we'll celebrate a win over a loss. Yeah. Well, we did have a new signing last year or last week. Um, his name is Rucci. Um. He was uh, he played over in Finland the last few years. He's a, a Spanish um, center back. Um, you know he played in the uh, top flight of Finland, um, which is pretty pretty good. Um, he finished second in the league's Defender of the Year voting in 2020. So I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm expecting big things out of him. I mean, he looks like he's got good pedigree. Um, I think he'll be fighting with um, Bradley and. Adrian Dispay, you know, form that back line. How do you guys feel about Rucci? From from what you have told me in the group chat, from the ORU game, we were talking about him. Pretty excited for him. You guys are hyping him up. I haven't got a chance to do much research on him because I didn't expect the signing. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him compete, see if he can get a couple starts in him. Yeah, Mariano? Just like you were saying, David, um, I think he's going to give some competition for some of the players, uh, like maybe Jorge Corrales. Um, he might yeah. be maybe stepping in the middle uh, with CDM role or something like that. But, you know, it's – I love competition. You know, more competition breeds better players, better play style and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see, you know, we've seen his highlights of him and Finland, and he can score, he can pass, you know, he can defend well. I will see him bring that to the United States. Yeah, and he's not coming here to sit the bench. I mean, the last two years he led the league in minutes played. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy is coming here to play. So, I, I like it. I think it's going to, as you've been saying, drive competition. So, welcome to Tulsa, Rucci. Um, 
His real name is Roger Bonet, um, but he he goes by Ruchi, which R U X I, but it's pronounced Ruchi. So I think we're gonna have some Ruchi chance up in the stadium. So, but uh, the team has a uh, preseason match this Saturday uh, against San Antonio FC down in San Antonio. Um, so good luck, fellas, down in San Antonio. Harry, take care of the guys for us. Be nice to them. Um, but last week we had a pre. Pro, we, we would probably say the first actual pre- preseason match at the game last uh, Saturday against ORU at ORU. Um, that didn't really go to plan. I don't believe the first uh, five minute match uh, drew zero zero. So you know, I don't I don't put much stock into the first mat- preseason match of the year. I mean. So the, the the goal was kind of controversial. Um, ORU was lining up for a free kick. Our guys were still setting up their defensive wall, and ORU just kicks it. Didn't wait for the ref to blow the whistle or not. And um, while our goalkeeper was still setting up the defensive line, the ball goes in the net all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I mean, we were all talking in the stands, and we're like, "Oh sh- shit! They just scored! What what just happened?" Because we were waiting for whistle to blow in the game to be put back in play. Ref didn't call it. He just all right, and they scored. How'd you guys feel about the ORU goal scored? All right, I'm gonna go first. I'll go first. Oh man, it was it was crazy. It was ridiculous. It should have never counted. I mean, I've never seen. I I think we said this in the in the stadium. I was like, man, mid season form for the USL referees there. Josh, we, how'd you feel about? Go ahead, Josh. I I looked up. And the, the 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 net the ball oh my, my sorry the ball was in the back of the net. I honestly didn't know what was going on. I I thought the ref was gonna handle it, but he just let it slide. And like, I don't care. I want to go home. So let's, let's just let's just move on. Yeah, let's just move on from that fan goal. Let's not lag on it. But let's talk about how the team looked. Um, when we were doing the 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 team breakdown the. Eastern Conference preview. I, I said I was mentioning something about Colin Fernandez. That guy looked like a tank in the midfield. I was excited, excited to see Colin back. His touches, his first touches were so nice. Those some of the best I've seen. Um, we had a left back um, in that second game. I know he was a trialist. He was playing on the same size as Marcus Epps. He looked pretty good. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, what do you guys think about him? Some good old Chase. That's all we know about. Him. I, I think. He, he was making good runs as Epps was either not seeing him or just wasn't passing to him. But he was making some pretty good runs. I think he could be a good – from what I saw from that game, he could be a good death player. Um, Mariano, um, what did you see at that first game that you really, really liked? Oh, no, I I really liked, you know, eight, Dario was playing amazing, you know, playing pretty good. You know, the first game was mostly – People that you would think would be starting the game, and it was it was really good. You know, I I enjoyed watching like the pivot, all the players. You know, I we did miss that. I'm not Dario. Um, Andrew Pierre or Dispierre. I really missed him in the games, both either first or second. But you know, we had chances. It's just we couldn't capitalize on them. How about you? Um. So the first match. So I'm I'm just going to throw this out the disclaimer. I don't like the way our team is doing preseason. I don't like 
we're going to split up two teams and play a 45. This team's going to play a 45 minute game. This team's going to play a 45 minute game. I get why Sam and uh, Coach Gavin's doing it to build up fitness. But to me, it, you're you're jeopardizing um, cohesion. Cohesion, team cohesion, yeah. Because you're running out your main defensive players on the team, but you're not running out your midfield or your your attacking forwards all together at one time. Maybe that'll change in the San Antonio game or the Omaha or the Sporting KC two game. Maybe that'll all change where he moves teams, his starters together, so they can b- start building towards that team cohesion. But right now, I, some of the play looks sloppy because you got guys that are still trying to learn what the other guys can do. I think Marcus really didn't ch- trust that left that left back trialist, so he just wasn't giving them the ball as much. Also, I think Marcus likes to work uh, alone a little bit on the left side, so overlapping runs may, might not be his thing. Uh, the first game, Dario, I think as much as – he can score. I don't think he's a legit number nine where it's had him playing up front. I think Mark Dario is better of a winger to make cut in runs, take one, two dribbles, boom, quick shot. So I've seen Dario make a, a so many amazing shots, just that quick one, two, boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a very quick, very talented player. But for the first of all preseason game, the guys looked good. Um, I thought they worked hard. That that was the one thing I liked a lot. Um, Justin Malou, I thought worked very hard. Um, uh, Brett Levis over there on the um, left side, I thought worked pretty hard. Um, Moses Dyer had a couple opportunities. Uh, Josh, I think you wanted to talk about that uh, Epps to Dyer connection. Oh yeah, I do. Do you want me to start on that? Go ahead. You know, I that was probably the only real attacking threat in the second game because that's when they started playing uh that they're they were the only ones who seemed to really want to attack but that that those two connections that that connection got me really excited seeing that marcus making those runs with using his speed and then dire not afraid to get stuck in there it was something to really be excited about we've never had like a good two-player connection I'm just I'm extremely excited to see more out of them. I think I said in the game, like I would love to see like Epps in the middle, uh Dario on the right, and then Moses on the left, and then him and, and Moses and uh Epps can switch off, you know, from time to time. But and it was it was promising some of those plays that they were doing to each other, passing back and forth, but we didn't get the ball in the net though. Well, um you guys got any other FC Tulsa stuff you'd like to talk about before we move on to some local news because we got we got actually got some pretty good local news. I'll say I'll say uh, one more thing about the the second game at least and the first game. I, I really think we, we kind of lacked in the final third. I think I, I, think I got that right. I think um, I th- we really lacked an attack. We it's just no one no one either wanted to shoot outside the box outside of the box where we just had nobody in the box to finish. And I, I hope we get that. Mariana? Well, I, I agree. Not this, but, you know, this is our first actual preseason game, so I really don't put too much stock on it right now, maybe yeah. second or third, and then we can actually really point out the flaws or our great pluses on there. Yep. 
Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, we do have some uh, local news. Um, MPSL squad, uh, Rain FK. Um, just want to know. They just want to let everybody know they'll be back at Custer Stadium this year. Um, tryouts. They'll have a tryout Sunday, March twenty sixth. Um, you can go to rainfk.com uh, backslash tryouts to sign up. League schedule. They're hoping will be at the end of February, beginning of March. So just waiting on some stuff to get uh, fine tuned. Then they said they will as soon as the schedule is fine tuned, they'll uh, release season tickets. Um, uh, Coach Hubbard is back for his second year with the club, um, and they've they've announced quite a few players, uh, returning players, and they're really really excited to get back to to the grind. Um, Tulsa Athletic, if you don't know, uh, they will be entering um, first round of the U.S. Open Cup this year. Um, they will be taking on the Brazos Valley Calvary. It's a club out of Texas at Hicks Park. Um, I want to say the date's March 26th for some reason. I'm sorry, March 22nd. It'll be March 22nd. Yeah. Um, right now they have some new, brand new uh, kits that they're going to be wearing for the U.S. Open Cup. They, they got a pretty good little uh, design on it. They're calling it the past, present, and future kits. Um, if you look on it, it's got a bunch of the um, historic U.S. Open Cup teams. Um Sub supplement on their jerseys. And um, did you see those, Mariana? I uh, guess I have. That's like I like the homage that they're doing for the teams. I just, for me personally, it doesn't have to do anything with Tulsa, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, it's great. You know, I am a big fanatic for Pro Rel, and I love that. Um, but I just wish it was more local. You know, we've had yeah, a team maybe. called Tulsa Roughnecks before, and. Posted something like that, but they had nothing to do with pro rel. So, um, I mean, they could they could have put like their first their first US Open Cup team on there or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, something something that ties in. But yeah, cool cool design. Check it out. They get them for for sale on the Tulsa Athletic website. Um, um they've announced some um, new pl- or returning players. Um, a guy that I think all three of us were impressed with last year in the US Open Cup. Bryson Reed, goalkeeper's coming back. Uh, Joe Ruiz, midfielder. Um, not Joe Garcia. They got smoking Joe. He, they haven't announced him yet, but Joe Ruiz and Aaron Ugba. He's he's uh returning. They have some new merchandise, um, some new scarves. I think the scarf says one. You'll never drink alone. You know, a little take off on the Liverpool. You'll never walk alone. But uh, they're really excited about their upcoming season and trying to get back to the NPSL championship. But also, I going their tough year. Is that correct? What's that? Yes, 10th year, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um congrats on the longevity. Um, but let's get down to this big piece of news that you brought to our attention, Mariano. Uh Westside Alliance is gonna be dropping some pretty pennies on updating their uh a piece of land to better benefit their uh, youth teams. Yeah, can I um can I go ahead and say that out yep. real quick? Yep. Westside Alliance, they're basically like academy team and they also have a men's professional or not professional but semi-professional and women's semi-professional team uh, one of them plays at the wpsl the women do and then the men's and the upsl um and they're actually um are planning on a 50 million dollar rede- uh, redevelopment of their training facilities in the west tulsa they hope to bring and to make west bank sports complex a destination to attract more tournaments and bring in more people to help the community um, that's going to be pretty big. And from the pictures that we've seen and I posted on our group chat, it looks like they're going to have probably like at least 12 or 15 
little soccer fields over there at West Bank, and that's that's going to be great. Yeah, like that. Uh, are they going to make the? Are they going to have like one big stadium and a bunch of little little fields? Or is all going to be just like little all fields? Little, all little fields right next to each other. Cool. And hey, that, that West Bank, it's been needing it for a while. Every time it rains here in Oklahoma, especially Tulsa, their fields just get destroyed. Yeah. Well, it's good to see um, somebody be putting in put into youth sports here in Tulsa. I think it's yeah. really great. Um, you guys got anything else? I've got nothing. Well, let's uh, – your buddy, Josh Shadow Wolf, he's got a few questions. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cherry pick a few um let's see i'm trying to find a couple good ones real quick uh, i just lost power here but i still got my internet running okay um should the usl nisa tear down the border and let canadian or mexican teams play in the league how do you guys feel about uh canadian or mexican teams joining the usl or nisa oh the nisa can barely <laughs> keep itself up so i don't think that's ever happening but uh i like the usl how it is right now i think i think it should just stay the same and just add pro pro well if that means the mexican and canadian teams have to join let them join but yeah. as of right now just keep it as it is nice and simple mariana i'm yes and no from what josh said i'm yes um I want, you know, I want the best competition, best teams in the league to make it better. But my no part is having Canadian teams and and Mexican teams in our league. I mean, it's not nothing against them. It's just that we have so much other places that we can have teams in. The Mountain West teams. Uh, there, we have no Mountain West teams, literally. And there's so much places that can actually have a team grow their community support and have a championship style team in their area. Um, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like, you know, in the beginning when we got into the league in 2015, we had, you know, one, um, we had um, all Vancouver Whitecaps on there. We had all these two teams and that was great and all just to start up, you know, with the USL as from USL pro to USL, what it is now the champions, Ship, but I I just rather grow our league by having new teams from new cities in the United States instead of you know, just cherry picking from other other cities and other countries. Yeah, like, and there has been some independent uh, Canadian clubs back in the day, like the Ottawa Fury. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just it just didn't work. Uh, logistics are horrible. Yeah, I mean, too much travel that has to be done yeah, for those teams. Well, sure. Cherry pick one more uh, question from Shadow Wolf. Um, are you guys happy with the 2023 FC Tulsa roster so far? Uh, which position has improved the most and which position worries you the most? Josh, go ahead. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I'm 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 a bit hesitant on our full roster. I you and me have said it before that we there's no real game changer that I think we've gotten. And the, the position that we improved the most, probably forward. And the uh, position that worries me the most is midfield. We haven't gotten, I don't, 
not a lot of good midfield signings besides maybe Colin Fernandez. All right. Mariano? Um, I would have to well, – the position that worries me a lot is uh, midfield playmaker. Um, I still don't see that. I know Rodrigo Lacoste is supposed to be kind of like that that kind of player, but I – it's not that I'm, I think he's a bad player. I just think that's not the style that he plays. He's a scorer. He, you know, he goes up top. But we're missing that kind of playmaker, like a true CM um, another position that kind of worries me that a lot of teams are kind of already having settled is a backup goalie. Um, Dallas is good, but we were told we were going to get a better goalie, and I, I still don't see it. Yeah. So I'm with the goalkeeper. Like Austin's statistics last year were good, and I think his uh, win above placement was real, was pretty good. But if he goes down, I don't have faith in Dallas Odell right now. And it's just because he hasn't got a lot of time. Not, not got a lot of playing time. Um, he's young. He just, to me, uh, goalkeeper, it worries me. But, uh, fellas, uh, do you guys want to do hot takes? Are you ready to call tonight? I'm ready for some hot takes. Okay, I got a hot take for you guys. Um, a hot take question for you guys, for both of you guys to answer. So the new tagline for the 2023 season for FC Tulsa is hashtag gassed up. Yay or nay? Are you feeling it? Do you like that hashtag or do you like something like Vamos Tulsa better? Gassed up. That can mean a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. We, we I really liked Boomtown, hashtag Boomtown, for some reason. And the Bama was Tulsa. It's just, it's Tulsa. So yeah, we've always had that. I guess it's my turn. Um, I, You know, I get it. I understand it. But it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I just don't, uh, for me personally, and it's not because I kind of run with this one a lot. Bama Tulsa is forever my, my hashtag. Um, it, I mean, we did Fort Tulsa, um, we've done all these other ones, Boomtown, yet again, I, I does I don't even understand how that even makes sense, but, um, it's probably something I'm missing out on, but, uh, Vamos Tulsa is always going to be my hashtag. What about you, David? Um, I get it. It's the theme they're going with this year, the Route 66 theme, like how they did the the schedule intro video with Austin and Jorge. So I get it. Um, not a fan of it. I get it, but I don't get my, my opinion. Doesn't get asked. So <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Who, who wants to go next? Go ahead, John. Me. Okay. So this is going to be a bit of, you know, European soccer. Who is going to win the champions League this year? Anybody? I don't, I don't. I don't care who goes first. I'll go first. Anybody but City. Oh, boo hoo! I I've been paying attention to Champions League. I can tell you, you this: it's not going to be Chelsea. <laughs> oh wow! Shots fired already. Um, is there like a Finnish team or something in it? I'll go with them. Like, whatever the team Rucci came from, I'm voting for that team. Oh, All right, Mariana, go ahead. All right. So um, I know we're kind of trying to 
maybe even skip this one, but I, real quick, I know Josh, you're not going to really get into this one because it's basically for David. But um, today, finally, and I mean that finally, Nisa came out with their schedule. I like Nisa's to- back, baby. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, one of our favorite teams, Cal United, is not going to be there this year. So, you gotta know who's your win it all team this year. Chattanooga FC. Are you saying they're finally going to win it? They're the only people that's got players on their team right now. <laughs> and and I'm not sure if you heard this. It might be the first time you hear this on any online thing, but they tied against Atlanta United too. Yeah, I mean, they Atlanta sure did. United. They sure did. Uh, Gold Star FC, you know, up in Detroit, they announced today, maybe we got a field to play on. Maybe. Uh, so uh, that's always a great start to your franchise. All right. So my second question that I have for both of you. Is, so we talked about the Eastern Conference. We talked about the positions. Who is your final championship? Between... The West and East. Is that yep. what we're talking about? Oh, um, FC Tulsa versus Phoenix Rising. So Always got a high I've, got, I've got Colorado Springs. Got Colorado Springs? I sure do. Are we talking about this year's votes or last year? Yeah, yeah. Colorado Springs this year. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're the underdog versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. No love for FC Tulsa. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Well, I got to go full homer on this one, and I'm going to say FC Tulsa makes it to the Eastern Conference Championship. I'm saying it right now. That's what we like to see. And Western Conference, believe it or not, I am actually going to have New Mexico. What? Yes, they are going to make it as well. All right. Even though I'm high on San Antonio, and I'd rather see San Antonio, but I just want to uh, yeah, San Antonio. I just I think New Mexico's gonna be that one team that nobody's expecting. New Mexico always chokes when it matters the most. <laughs> uh, so many ways I can go with that one, but um, <laughs> so, you guys have anything uh, else to say, David? You your speech was I'm up? good. We good, buddy. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I'm sorry this is a long, a little bit longer podcast, but we're finally all together, so. It's great we're going to be hoping for uh, to be back on the podcast i got a couple guests that i really want to have on and fortunately i might not have david with me on the next one but we will be back on all three of us again before the season starts uh, to kind of recap a couple games and probably a couple good new signings as well but um thank y'all for listening do me a favor if you have any questions comments uh, if you want to be on the podcast, do me a favor, hit us up on Twitter, uh, Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast, um, on Facebook, 918 Brigade. Um, you can also message 918 Brigade on Twitter as well. But um, thank y'all for listening. Do me a favor, please share this if you like it, share it with your friends. Let's make this a little bit more popular so we can have more voices out there listening to our podcast and have more insight as well. Um, Shadow Wolf, thank you again for leaving some comments and questions. Uh, we promise we'll get back to you later on with the ones that we didn't really say. But um, thank you all for listening. And my favorite part of this episode, Vamos Tulsa. Vamos Manchester City. Oh, I mean Tulsa. Tulsa.